Hello, I'm Emma Louise Coffey and you're welcome to the Dairy Edge, the Chagas Dairy Podcast. We're bringing you the latest information, insights and opinion to improve dairy farm performance. With such variability in grass growth and dairy cow diets, depending on where you're located in the country, Grass 10 advisor Joseph Dunphy gives tips and advice on feeding strategy depending on your situation as we move towards the final grazing rotation of the year. And Joseph speculates on September and October growth rates based on learnings from a similar drought event in 1995. Just looking at some figures from pasture base last week, the average farm covers are coming in around 600 kilos of dry matter per hectare. The cover per cow is at 199. Stocking rate is in around three cows per hectare. A growth figure of 35 a demand of 33 and a diet on average at the minute of around 11 kilos of grass, four kilos of meal and two kilos of silage. And I suppose, Emma-Louise, as most of your listeners know, the var- there's huge variation around the country. Um, you know, we I have three scenarios here, really, that I'm kind of that I'm that I'm that I'm seeing. We have very low average farm covers, in particularly the drier areas of the south and the east. Um, you know, the animal the cows the cows in these on, on these farms are pretty much on full silage and meal diets. Okay, um, pretty much getting out to the paddocks really to to, to lie down. The second scenario is in is farms that maybe hold in maybe twenty to thirty. Uh, kilos of of growth at the minute and they are probably you know with with three or four hundred of an average farm cover and they're on roughly maybe a six six and six diet at the minute Emma Louise maybe somewhere around six kilos of grass six kilos of meal and six kilos of silage or some sort of an arrangement like that and then probably the third scenario Emma Louise is uh probably farms along the western seaboard or in the BMW region um, of the of the country where, you know, have got adequate growth rates throughout July and early August there. So growth rates are somewhere in around 55 to 60. So in that scenario, they're probably grazing you know, about 15 or 16 kilos of grass going in and two or three kilos of meal um, uh, in, in those scenarios. So again, huge variation around the country, Emily, depending on the rainfall that has been received. It's really interesting you say that, Joseph, because um, I met with a group of uh, dairy farm management students last week and, you know, you've referred to the scenarios and you can pinpoint it, um, uh, you know, where where the people are in the country. Uh, you know, a chap from Cavan was talking about a diet of 17 kilos of grass and one kilo of concentrate. So, you know, it's it's a, as per normal and as you would hope at this time of year. And then, you know, a, a chap from Wexford talking about um, 14 kilos of silage and four kilos of concentrate. So I- exactly as you say it, uh, you know, a massive range. I- if we take a step into the, the scenario where there's, you know, very little growth, um, you refer to the south and the east of the country and that full um, silage and meal diet um, you know I'm not sure are we picking up the background noise but I'm here in Moorpark and it's absolutely lashing rain today good rain over the weekend um, much needed rain but I suppose it's not going to make things recover overnight so I suppose if you can draw on learnings from you know, previous droughts uh, for people in those locations. You know what? Um, you know what are you seeing in terms of um, the recovery as the rain comes? Yeah, so I think uh, Emma Louise over the over the over the last weekend there, you know, parts of the west probably received somewhere between thirty and forty mil of rain, and then as you move further south, it was probably somewhere in the region of fifteen twenty mil. You know, again, huge variation depending on location, but I suppose. You know, where are we now? We're in early September. 
you know, it's we've probably two rotations left on the farm. And I think look at in general from the from if we looked to the last drought, you know, farmers have fond memories of 2018 because we got the rainfall at the right time. And I think I think it's important to uh, to differentiate 2018 from from this year. Um, the rainfall arrived, you know, early in August. Um, and I suppose it arrived early in August, but we also got continuous rain. So we got 30 mil in late July. We got another 12 mil by mid-August, 25 mil in late August, another 25 mil in mid-September and 40 mil in, in on the 1st of October in Moorpark, for, for example. So we got constant rain throughout August, which helped to recover a lot of the farms, which culminated in a peak growth of 50 kilos um, of, of dry matter on the 1st of, on the 1st of uh, October from pasture-based figures. Okay, so I think everyone has a fond memory. We didn't grow over the average in terms of growth rate in 2018, but we just, you know, growth recovered and we had an excellent back end because ground conditions were, you know, were, were, were excellent for for slightly for slightly older people and i was only a couple couple of years old emma louise when you know if when 19 the drought in 1995 comes in and some of my older colleagues our, our older colleagues in chagas will remember it but it's probably a little bit more similar to this year okay and with in 1995 there was 50 mil rain received in late july and there was seven mil in mid-august and there was nothing then up until the 5th of September and there was about 15 mil between the first and second week of September pretty much like this and there was nothing again for the remainder of of September up until around around the 1st of October there was 15 mil and in that year Emma Louise the peak growth was 27 kilos in mid-October okay so the prolonged that didn't get the rain continuously throughout August, which then, you know, growth rates were very, very low throughout September because of that. And that's nearly more of a scenario like this year, as opposed to comparing to 2018. It's a a very interesting story. And it's it's funny that you're you're going back almost 30 years to to find something comparable. Um, I guess if we step away from that for a moment, Joe, and if we look at the ideal year and, and you've referred to the BMW region and the Western Seaboard as having an ideal year, where should we be at right now in terms of um, the ideal farm cover and growth rate? You know, we're we're heading towards mid-September now and that peak in farm cover. What would we like to be seeing? So if everything was going well all over the country, Emma Louise, you know, the mid-September targets, again, vary per from the stocking rate. But if we look, if we look from a, a two and a half cows to the hectare, your inventory somewhere in around 350 um, of a cover per cow, which is around 900 to 1000 of an average farm cover. At, at three livestock units per hectare, about 330, 340 per cow, again, somewhere between 1,000 and 1,100 of a average farm cover on your farm, and three and a half, again, somewhere between around 350 um, of a cover per cow, again, somewhere in around 1,100 of a, a, an average farm cover, if everything was going well. And I suppose a rotation length of around 30 days, so for a, a farm with 30 hectares, grazing roughly um, a hectare per day would be the they would be the targets. So let's take those targets that you're talking about and you know on average 
pasture base is showing us we're you know we're well behind that target. But you have identified a couple of distinct scenarios. So for the farm who is at um you know that that good growth rate, a steady growth rate of um you know the fifty to sixty kilos, um you know grasses is, is making up um the predominant uh, source of feed in the diet. What are what's their steps, you know, as they head into, the, I suppose the se- they're in the second last round now and heading into the final round. What's your advice there? We're we're as you said early September. I think nearly for all scenarios, we're probably looking at two thirty day rotations from 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 now on. Okay, so those those people with 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 plenty of grass on the farm, and again, you know, I'm seeing strong enough growth rates somewhere between fifty five sixty ish on on those farms. The key thing is to keep walking those farms, keep an eye on growth rates, try and build to the peak of you know the thousand um the, you know thousand eleven hundred into the second half of September. September and then move on to because we, you know we're, we're, when we look at it, Emma Louise, we're probably really only three or four weeks away from closing from closing our first paddock. So it's about hitting those targets and those targets. You know, okay, we can take the figure of a thousand eleven hundred, but you're not going to get there unless you increase that rotation length out from your typical 21 days over the summer to the 30 days in in September that's the real driver it's rotation length is a driver of building building that peak cover on the farm if we then step into the position of the farm who is growing the 20 and 30 kilos um you know probably at the stage where they are grass silage and meal in the diet as it stands again you're talking about two 30 day rounds um but i suppose lo- looking to them you know is there going to be a shift in the level of supplementation there or will they continue with the high level of feeding from now until the end of the grazing season yeah, so I think, you know, we've, we've received some rainfall and, you know, badly need rainfall in a lot of areas. And I think it's important that the feed stays in, even though I know the when rain is received, farmers might be in, inclined to maybe let the handbrake, let the handbrake down a bit and, and start grazing a little bit more. But, you know, the key thing is to try and recover the average farm cover. Like you're not going to get near the targets that we were talking about, but it's to recover the average farm cover to a reasonable level to have grass on the farm throughout you know throughout the autumn grazing period so again if we look at an example there emma louise if we set the farm up for two 30-day rounds now for september and october and we take a 30 hectare farm with 90 cows okay so that's one hectare per day on average that they'll be that they'll be grazing and if that farm say is growing around 25 kilos of 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 grass at the minute per hectare and has a, a farm cover of somewhere in around 400 at the minute their peak covers that they're, the cows are probably going into are, you know, they're probably somewhere around 900 M. Louise. So for every hectare they're getting, you know, the 900 divided by 90, there's somewhere in around, a, a, you know, a maximum of 10 kilos of grass that can be allocated to those cows every day and probably a little bit lower um, depending on what level. So that's that's in a farm that's growing 25 with a, with a, at a farm cover of 400. There's going to be people in worse scenarios than that. So that's a scenario of 10 kilos of grass, four kilos of silage and four kilos of meal. And by sticking to that 25, that, that sorry, that 30 day round, you know, we are hope we will hope that with the bit of rainfall that we receive, that we will um we will recover an average farm cover on that farm and try and build that up to six fifty, seven hundred, you know, some seven fifty and continue and continue with that cover later on to the year. Like I suppose the biggest thing is that we hope that we're wrong and we get more rain and we get more 
we get more rainfall and the growth rates are, are, are strong. But I suppose the key thing is hope is not a strategy and we just need to plan. So the two 30-day rotations should help to build um, a farm cover. And, and you know, in, in that scenario, 10 kilos, it's, it's, it's over half of the diet. So, you know, they're still getting a good quality uh, grazed grass source in, in the diet. Um, you, you've spelled it out very well, Joe, that, you know, 400 kilos of a farm cover, you're talking eight, 900 kilos of a pre-grazing herbage mass. And I suppose my question to you, you you kind of half answered it, but the, if you have 400 kilos of a farm cover now today, you know, what is a realistic uh, cover to be at at closing? Well, I think, Emma Louise, you know, we're all the time throughout the autumn we're, we're we're thinking of the spring and i know we're coming out of a they're coming out of a drought this autumn but you know still really and truly we shouldn't be changing anything in preparation for next spring the the, the key always is for october and november you know when we're grazing is to extend the rotation length as long as we can but protect you know close the farm correctly to have you know to have adequate covers on the farm for for next spring okay so if we can build back to that 650 700 750 on the farm and continue with it to keep grass in the diet throughout the back end and then close our farm correctly and have say for instance somewhere around 650 700 on the farm on the 1st of December where we're protecting we're having good we have good grass on the farm you know a good open and average farm cover of maybe somewhere depending on your stocking rate but somewhere between 900 and 1100 next spring and I think you know that's that 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 should be where that should be where the plan is. Finally, then, Joe, the scenario where the cow is essentially going out to lie down. She's getting very little of her her feed from grazed grass, predominantly grass silage and concentrate. Let's look for the next two, three months ahead on those farms. How are we feeding those cows? You know, we will uh, on some of those farms in Louise, farm cover will be very low. And uh, again, it's just trying to aid that recovery. But by setting out a 30 day rotation on that farm, you know, and, and, and you know, if, if that farm only has, say, 100 or 200 of an average farm cover on at the minute, you know, splitting it into the 30 day round will help and then continuing to measure the farm as growth rates recover throughout the throughout the back end and you know as you start to build and reach you know reach some of the you know reach maybe 500 600 of an average farm cover as is recovering you may be able to drop off some drop off some supplement as you as as you go along so you might be able to maybe get to maybe say seven or eight kilos so like you know maybe a, a half a day's grazing or something like that and reduce go back to maybe the six six and six or something like that to that extent but in that scenario and in some scenarios i think people are going to have to get to terms with the fact that on a lot of these farms silage will be in for the rest of the year okay and that might be you know and for every hundred cows it could be a bale two and a half kilos a day and that's where emma louise i think it's going to be very important that a, a budget is done a fodder budget is done you know a lot of people had a month's silage spare you know throughout the summer when the first set of fodder budgets were done but i think it's a sell and a lot of that silage on some of these drier farms that 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 bit of buffer that was there has now been at or will be at over the coming weeks so it's essential that you look at what's in the yard and then look at some alternatives for for the for the back end and just just a simple one there as i was talking to a farmer this morning he's going to be a little bit short on the 
on the silage on the silage point and he had got some straw and we were we were discussing the possibility of getting a contractor in twice a week over over the dry period just to mix some straw in with the silage just something practically doesn't have a diet feeder himself but it was just something to just something to stretch stretch the winter feed but he's making plans early in early September not later on in the winter when he's running out it's a really interesting point uh, Joseph and you know from the perspective of you know farms they had surplus and now they're finding that they're you know they've potentially grazed their second round or their third round as they you know they might be putting into the pit and they're they're also using the the winter pit which is which is really unfortunate and very frustrating for farmers um you know it's just a difficult year you mentioned you know in some farms there's an average farm cover of 150 200 I mean you wouldn't go that low on a per cow basis in the mid-season you know where you're you're following the rotation so it's it's just really tricky on some farms to manage I suppose on a final perspective Joseph we're getting very close to the um the the chemical fertilizer closing date as this episode goes out we we have a matter of days to spread fertilizer and then obviously we have um the opportunity to get out for a little bit longer with slurry. But if we look at the scenario where things were dry on farms and farmers might have held back spreading fertiliser, what should they do over the next couple of days in terms of getting chemical nitrogen out? OK, Emma-Louise, so I suppose, you know, again, we're probably looking back to the learnings of 2018 for, you know, some of our nitrogen advice. And OK, we got rain earlier in the back end and and nitrogen was, you know, was a lot was a lot cheaper in 2018. But there was a good amount of fertilizer spread in early in, in August and early September. But what did we see of that? We saw that growth rates, uh, you know, even though they recovered, still only recovered to average. And we also saw an awful lot more nitrate uh in our estuaries and in our waterways throughout the back end of the summer and the back end uh, the autumn in 2018 so we need to it's important to be responsible with the nitrogen that is that that is put out but look i suppose cost is going to is going to drive a little bit more of that responsibility but um we just need to be judicial with the amount of end that's that's spread okay so if we look emma louise at the nitrogen response um, there was some work done kind of based out of Johnstown Castle, but it was over four four locations throughout the throughout the country. They looked at um, nitrogen response rates in early in, in August, early August, early September and early October. And what they saw was for every kilo that's applied in early September, there's roughly a response of about 15 kilos of grass. OK, so. At current costs, Emma Louise, you know, where if we look at urea at 980 a ton, just for example, protected urea, 1,050. If I was just to take the urea there for a second and, you know, just to do a rough calculation, 980, you know, divided by the 460 kilos of nitrogen that's in that ton of urea, that's giving you a cost of about €2.13 per kilo of nitrogen. Okay, so if we were just say, for instance, to apply 30 kilos of nitrogen just for the for the sake of that, that's working out at 30 kilos by two euro 13. It's about 64 euro per hectare that it's costing us at the minute. Now, that's not including including any cost to spread. Uh, One thing, another thing to um, to factor in there is can is over three euro kilo at the minute. That's 92 euro per hectare. So that is extremely expensive um, to be spreading this 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 back end. But if we look at then the return, what are we getting? Normally, autumn grass would be worth somewhere around 11 cent a kilo to us. 
but I suppose this year with the higher costs and, you know, that's really the cost of the alternatives. So the cost of the concentrate and silage, which have gone up about 40%. So the value of grass is somewhere around 15 cents a kilo. If we assume a response of around 15 kilos of grass dry matter for the fertilizer that's applied in the early mid-September period, um, that's, you know, 30 kilos of nitrogen multiplied by the, the 15 and a half cent a kilo and the 15 kilos, the 15 kilos of response. That's somewhere in around 70 euro where that we are getting back out of, of grass grown. So we've spread 64 euros of fertilizer to get essentially 70 euro of grass. So it's just, just a bit better than break even. Now, you know, well, there obviously is benefits, especially if you're short of silage and, you know, obviously extended days at grass. But by over applying nitrogen this back end, Emma Louise, it's not really a, a huge runner. So taking taking the learnings from that what you know we've probably two categories we've we've people who have been on you know on the drier areas the people who maybe have been maybe growing 20 or 30 kilos all along but have been following the cows um but um but getting lower growth rates on these farms emma louise i'd say the game is nearly up there should be enough of nitrogen there in the background to to bring these to bring these uh farms throughout the throughout the autumn maybe farms that have got rain and haven't spread any nitrogen four or five weeks uh, i suppose the argument there would be to, to spread somewhere in around 20 to 23 units or somewhere in around a bag and a bag of uh, half a bag urea to some or protected ureas to that extent but no more emily's and you you talk about background nitrogen, uh, Joseph. I mean, just to give us a little bit of insight into mineralization, I, I I understand it is higher in the autumn time, but on that, what sort of level of background nitrogen do we expect uh, per day from mineralization? So coming out of uh, coming out of the dry spell now, Emma Louise, um, and you know, getting 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 rain you know we should we should we should get mineralization from the soil so that is the release of the fertilizer that's 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 there okay from previous applications but also from you know animals returning urine and dung to the to the soil so they're returning you know organic organic um uh, nitrogen and and P and K to the soil. So roughly a figure, Emma Louise, is somewhere in around. We can probably expect somewhere between a half and a kilo a day now for for the autumn. So um, you know, especially on farms, soil temperatures are probably three or four degrees ahead of 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 where of you know where probably they'd be normally. On on some farms are closer to the average. Some farms are three or four degrees ahead. So I think. If we get the rain, we get the rain, you know, consistent rain, 10 or 15 mil over a number of weeks. You know, we can be we can be confident that there will be background nitrogen released and will grow grass for us without overdoing it in terms of applying uh, huge amounts in early September. And then finally, on a fertilizer, uh, the fertilizer front, Joseph, from a slurry perspective, either slurry from the tank, if it's still sitting there or dairy washings, what sort of a rate would you recommend farmers would go with this September? Yeah, so dairy washings especially, you know, can, um, you know, can, 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 after, after the, the, the fertilizer deadline has, has closed, you know, it's a, it's a, it's an, it's a good, um, it's a good fertilizer, you know, to get out on, to get out on recently grazed pasture after, after the fertilizer deadline. Um, so again, somewhere around fifteen hundred to two thousand gallons is is loads, and I suppose you know back and on, on the slurry point as well. Emma, Emma Louise is a bit like the the point we mentioned earlier on the response to 
the response to nitrogen. The earlier you apply that slurry in the back end, again, we have longer days, higher soil temperatures, the better. So again, applying the slurry at maybe somewhere around 1,500 to 2,000 gallons and similar enough then with the dairy washings on graze ground. Um, but again, the earlier in September we do it, the more grass we are going to grow from that um, slurry and soil water. I've I've taken a lot from this conversation, Joseph, and I think, you know, every farm is individual and the amount of rainfall has incredibly localised. But there are, I suppose, discrete pockets of the country who are flying it or suffering badly due to the level of rainfall that they've received over the last six to eight weeks. Um, you, you've mentioned getting out, walking the farm, assessing how much grass is there. And I think you've laid it out well in terms of feeding strategies, depending on what situa- situation you're in. Um, you know, we're, we're in September now and it feels like spring is a long time away. But, you know, you've mentioned it. It is important that there is adequate com- cover for next spring. So we must keep an eye on it. And the final point, I think that you've mentioned, you know, do that feed fodder budget early in terms of the winter fodder budget and maybe that's something that continuously needs to be done as we potentially recover in terms of growth rate um, you know in terms of how much we have in the yard and potentially how much we're short and identifying alternatives early thank you joseph no problem at all that's it for this week's episode of the dairy edge podcast and my thanks to joseph dumphy for joining me on this week's show In order to understand the aspects of the Dairy Edge which are most appealing and beneficial to you, the listener, I would appreciate if you would give a few short minutes to complete a survey included in the show notes to give your feedback. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast. You can listen on Apple and Google Podcasts as well as Spotify. And for more information, go to the Chagas website at chagas.ie. I'm Emma-Louise Coffey and join us next time for your Dairy Edge.